Welcome to Sister Scriptorians, where we are devoted to learning, likening, and lifting others one principle at a time. Episode 36, Thou Shalt Construct a Ship. Hey friends, I have two new reviews I wanted to read to you today to begin our podcast. The first one is from Kat. She says, I have absolutely loved this podcast. She is so personable and teaches in a way that uplifts and inspires. I learn something new every time I listen and walk away with renewed faith and hope to apply in my daily life. Yay! That is exactly what my intentions are, that you're just learning something and that you're just feeling uplifted and empowered to keep on keeping on. And this next one is from Hannah. She says, as a busy mom, I love listening to podcasts while I get things done. However, I have found it hard to find worthwhile shows that inspire and uplift. The insights are incredible and I've been so inspired. Thank you for making a podcast that lifts my day. I only wish there were more, wink, wink. I know this is a huge time commitment for the creators, so I am incredibly grateful for it. Please keep it up. Thank you for taking the time to write those reviews and keep the reviews coming. And if you want to, let me know where you're from, like what state or from what country you're listening from. And then that just is exciting to be able to to hear a little something from sisters all around. So this week, we are going to focus on chapter 17 in 1 Nephi. And Lehi and his family finally reached the shoreline. And what a beautiful sight that must have been. Nephi records that they called the land bountiful because of its much fruit and wild honey. And once again, Nephi shows us the pattern of contributing everything back to the Supreme Creator by expressing thanks for the tender mercy that, quote, all these things were prepared of the Lord that we might not perish, end quote. Never once does Nephi look upon anything and believe this is just the happenstance of this circumstance. I think we can safely believe that Nephi did not prescribe to the philosophy of coincidence. And can you imagine what your life would be like if you didn't either? If you believed everything was happening exactly how it should, And that everything that was around you was intentionally given to you by the Lord in order to be able to help you on your journey. That is powerful. And how do we know that that mindset holds power? Because Nephi is powerful. Nephi also records that we had suffered many afflictions and much difficulty, yet even so much that we cannot write them all. We were exceedingly rejoiced when we came to the seashore. Yeah. Gazing upon the majesty of God's sea, which they named Iriantum, meaning many waters, must have been awesome. I wonder if they ran and jumped in. (laughs) I wonder if the women dipped a toe. And I can just see the children teasing whatever amount of waves existed. It must have felt different than when they were traveling near the Red Sea. Bountiful was their respite from their sufferings. And it was the perfect remedy that they were all in need of. Because all of them had sacrificed and endured much. And what a beautiful dwelling place that the Lord created for them so that they could recoup. Remember, their journey from Jerusalem to this spot took eight years. And the Book of Mormon only contains 36 pages 
of eight years worth of experience and affliction. Which tells me there is a lot of time between the highlights that we are given. That there was enduring in between those miracles. And it is a good reminder for us when we are applying these scriptures to ourselves. That these things did not happen bada bing bada boom. That just like in our lives, it can sometimes take a while to get to the shores of Bountiful. And here are some things that we know about Bountiful. It was a land of much fruit and honey. It was along the seashore, which is where they pitched their tents. It had mountains nearby because Nephi will be told by the Lord to get into them. And there had to be a sufficient amount of trees. And how do we know that? Well, because Nephi is about to be given a project. Nephi says, after many days in Bountiful, the voice of the Lord came unto me saying, Arise and get thee into the mountain. And it came to pass that I arose and went up into the mountain and cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass that the Lord spake unto me saying, Thou shalt construct a ship after the manner which I shall show thee, that I may carry thy people across these waters. Isn't that interesting? Here Nephi is at the shores in Bountiful, and he knew he wasn't going to stay here. And as he looked out upon these waters, did he wonder what the next step was? It must have been daunting to imagine. Did his imagination even take him beyond those waters? Did it occur to him that they were going to be in need of a boat? That he was going to be the one building it? As far as we know, Nephi doesn't have any boat building experiences. What a remarkable and faithful act that Nephi isn't sitting there being anxious over what the next step is. That he was trusting in the Lord's timing. Now, I'm sure he was in continual prayer about what the next step should be, preparing his heart to receive that guidance. And you know, I find the Lord's timing very fascinating. It's easy to look at somebody else and see the Lord working in their life and preparing them. And it's even better to be able to see hindsight, how the Lord prepared us. But to be able to see the Lord's timing working in our own life, well, that can be challenging and sometimes mysterious. And that's why I think it's crucial for us to study the hindsight in our lives or in the lives of people in the scriptures or ancestors or people in history so that we can build up our faith to know that God is working also in our life. And we see that when the timing is right, Nephi received the instruction from the Lord. He wasn't commanded to build a ship before he was in the right place at the right time and with the sufficient spiritual development and faith that such a command would require. We see that Nephi needed to go through a series of steps and events in order to become a true pupil of the Lord. Think about his preparation. Praying when confused and the Lord visiting him and eliminating rebellion. Therefore, he became teachable, guidable, and humble. Being led by the Spirit on what to do with Laban and how to obtain the brass plates, which in the process he developed trust in the wisdom and the plan of God. Receiving a vision and seeing the tree of life, becoming a witness of Jesus Christ, and observing the events that would roll forth from his time period until the latter days, giving him purpose and resolve that there was a civilization in need of being built by him. Seeing the literal battle between God's church and the great abominable church, that God's plan is real and therefore worth being obedient for. Learning how to be led by the Liahona witnessing how it operates, and adapting himself even further to be worthy of its instruction. 
even his bow breaking and using his ingenuity to build another one, perhaps fine-tuning his efforts, but eventually figuring it out and being blessed by the Lord for his efforts would build confidence in him. Hearing the voice of the Lord intervene to spare your life must have built faith in him that the Lord had his back. Let alone the growth and development that comes from being a husband and a father, which we know is a refining fire in and of itself. It's no wonder that when Nephi is asked to build a boat, that his question was, okay, well, where should I go to find ore to molten to make tools? (laughs) It wasn't, are you kidding me? Or I never have, I don't know how. Where are the tools that I need to build this ship? Nephi just wanted to get started and asked the most basic inquiry on how to do that. And why didn't the Lord provide tools to him? Elder L. Tom Perry once said, You see, the Lord knew that Nephi could make the tools. And it is seldom that the Lord will do something for us that we can do for ourselves. Now take a moment and apply that thought to your own life. What is the Lord asking of you that feels as massive as crossing an ocean? What tools does the Lord know that you are capable of building on your own to get started on your project? In the same conference report, Elder Perry shared a quote from Brigham Young who said, Instead of searching after what the Lord is going to do for us, let us inquire what we can do for ourselves. Ah, That's an exciting perspective. We are creators by divine right because we are the children of the supreme creator. What are we capable of? and have no idea about, because we haven't asked him, what can we do for ourselves? Isn't that an interesting question to pray about today? Also, as a side note, isn't it interesting that after eight years of journeying to the promised land, now they've got to build their own transportation to get there. They now must cross a sea, an ocean. So though a cruise ship was not awaiting passengers to board, the Lord was willing to give instructions to Nephi on how to build a ship. And he made it clear that he would show Nephi how, and he would carry the people across the waters. Because remember, the Lord is your light. That's the role he has reserved for himself, to serve his children who keep his commandments. Lead kindly light amid the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant scene. One step enough for me. One step at a time, Nephi was shown where to find ore to molten in order to make tools. And he made bellows out of animal skin he's amazing, to blow the fire which he created by hitting two rocks together. Did the Lord show Nephi the plan for the boat all at once? Or did he probably show Nephi one step at a time? It doesn't say specifically, but what do you think? Knowing our God and knowing that he is a line upon line, precept upon precept sort of guy, I can imagine that it was probably one step at a time. Thou shalt construct a ship. What is your project that you have been asked to construct? Perhaps it's contemplating the command that we've been given lately by a prophet of God to conscientiously and carefully transform our homes into a sanctuary of faith. 
He promised that as we diligently work to remodel our homes into a center of gospel learning, over time our Sabbath days will truly be a delight. This is our ship that we have all been given the charge to construct. We may not need to physically knock down walls, but we are being asked to remodel our homes so that they are fit to have such learning take place within them. And we have been promised that as we do so, that power within our families can be unleashed, that our children will be excited to learn and to live the Savior's teachings, and the influence of the adversary in your life and in your home will decrease. Changes in your family will be dramatic and sustaining. If this doesn't sound like modern-day revelation intended to take us away from Jerusalem and lead us protected and nourished to a land of promise prepared by the Lord, then I don't know what does. Perhaps your project is creating a business for your family, gaining more education, learning how to meet the needs of your children. Perhaps it's stepping outside of your comfort zone to develop a talent, to go on a mission, or to offer service that will require great sacrifice. Yet your heart, no matter how hard you try, will not be quieted about it. How do we begin such construction in our lives? We follow the pattern of Nephi and we pray. We even go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple, with our desires clearly presented to the Lord and ask for help on molding those desires into what he would sanctify. Let him direct thy thoughts and instruct you about who you truly are intended to become and what you are to do. Don't ignore those thoughts that keep creeping up that feel impossible, that feel too big, too daring. I mean, come on, a ship? Wasn't that grand? Wasn't that daring? What thoughts are available to you as you follow this process? And I want you to quiet those discouraging thoughts that stop you from creating because those would never come from the creator. Think about it. What would the creator tell you to do? Nephi had to know that he could. He had to quiet the doubt or the argument within himself that he had never constructed a ship before. He had to throw all that evidence out about how he couldn't. He needed to ignore them and make room for the inspiration of the Spirit to show him how he could. So don't get trapped by what you haven't yet done. Instead, Define yourself about what you can and you will do, using it as your mantra to propel yourself forward. Nephi was not asked to construct a ship while he was still in Jerusalem, before he had been prepared. So don't overlook the preparation that you too have been undergoing to bring you to this exact moment in time. Ask the Lord, what can I do for myself? And don't hesitate to use his light to figure that out. That's what it's there for. The light will show you one step at a time and let that be enough. Now, how about those discouraging voices that are physically around you? We've talked about the ones in your head. (laughs) Now, what about those ones that are physically around you? That you can actually at this moment picture their faces. Have you ever not done something because you were so worried about what those voices might think? 
what they might say, how they might laugh at you. In the moment, it feels like it is the majority that those voices will be so loud. So we hide and we retreat. We don't act upon what we know we should do. But in reality, how many voices, how many faces are really showing up in your mind? One? Two? I doubt it's more than five. Nephi too experienced mocking, even when his idea and his methods came from the Lord. Laman and Lemuel murmured against him. Surprised, huh? (laughs) Yeah, they did. And they called him a fool for thinking he could build a ship, let alone cross the sea. They accused him of lacking judgment and didn't believe in his ability to accomplish such a task. They complained and withheld their labor in building their ship, using the excuse that they didn't believe that the Lord had instructed him to do so. And when they saw Nephi sorrowful, they were glad and they rejoiced. Laman and Lemuel are the perfect examples as to why we should push through our fear of other people's judgments and opinions of us and put our trust in the Lord. Laman and Lemuel were bitter, and their bitterness was unleashed once again upon Nephi. They accused him of having foolish imaginations just like Lehi. They still were bitter over the wanderings in the wilderness, and despite the miracles that had occurred, conversion had not taken root in their hearts. Because of the afflictions they experienced, Laman and Lemuel believed that it would have been better for their wives to have died in Jerusalem than to have suffered what they had suffered. And I think that though this is spiritually short-sighted on their part, I do believe that it should cause us to soberly remember that this journey was treacherous. They were also angry that they had to spend their time suffering in the wilderness when they could have been enjoying the possessions and their land. They believed that they could have been happy in Jerusalem. Why? Because they still believed that the people of Jerusalem were righteous, that they kept the statutes and judgments of God and all his commandments, and that Lehi had judged them. And finally, they believed Nephi was just like their father. Are Laman and Lemuel worthy indicators of whether or not Nephi should move forward? Are the people that are mentally holding you back worthy of such power? The only person worthy of your trust is the person who has already told you that he is your light. Follow him one step at a time and construct the ship that he will show you how to build. When you partner with him, it will be after his manner that he will show you. And he will carry you. And when it's all said and done, you will know that it was by him that you were led. And when such an offering is being made and on the table, well, we'd be ridiculous not to accept it. Sister Scriptorians, thou shalt construct a ship. It's time to get into the mountain and learn from the Lord what manner he would have you build it. Trust him and trust his belief in you, that you are the right person to build it. Trust in your ingenuity, have faith in his light, and shut out the naysayers who would rejoice at bringing you down. With the Lord as your partner, you've got this. Have a good day.